Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message from Stonebridge United Methodist Church. We hope it encourages you to live and love like Jesus. Please stand for the reading of God's Word from Matthew chapter 16. If you want to join me, pray it with, uh, say it with me. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for these, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. You know, as I... Over the last, uh, I guess, five weeks... I've, preached a series of sermons on the starting place, which was uh, kind of my core values about the church and my faith. Today I get to the last of those and ask the question, why the church? One of the most common questions I get is, why the church? Why is the church so important? Why do I need the church? Um, I was reminded as... uh, you know, as I was looking through all the different reasons why people don't come to church about the grandmother who brought her grandson to church and he was just wiggling around. Finally, she pinches him and she goes, he goes, ow, grandma. She goes, well, you need to be still. And he said, but it's boring. And she said, it's supposed to be boring. (laughs) Well, it's not supposed to be boring. It's not supposed to be boring, but we in the church have a battle on our hands. A battle of perception. A battle of, uh, of what the church really is about these days. And, um, and it's costing us. The statistics are this. Since 2000 in the U.S., uh, from five to 10,000 churches have closed their doors. I was reading another article uh, also this week that says that is a low number, that the number could be as high as 30,000 churches that have closed in the last 20 years because they have not yet determined how many cl- churches closed between 20 and 23 during the time of COVID. It doesn't stop there. 2.7 million members a year, 2.7 million members a year drop into activity. And they're saying that probably that number went as high as 3 million when people were starting to come back from COVID. Um, and so I think it's relevant to ask the question why the church? With people leaving the church, with churches closing, why the church? Why is the church important? Why is the church necessary for our lives and for our faith? Because when we look at the statistics, 
we see more and more people losing interest in the church. So that's the question I want to, I want to explore today. Why the church? And, and I want to start out with uh, the reasons why people say they don't participate in church. Now, Lifeway, Barna, they do regular surveys on, on the nation, asking them questions of faith, asking them questions about the church, asking them questions about their practices. And here are the top four reasons why people don't participate in a church. Reason number one, there is no value in attending. These people feel like that they can connect with God just as well on their own as they can with God. And, and to me, that's an indictment on us. If the church doesn't have any value, that's on us. That's on us to provide a place of joy, to provide a place of hope, to provide a place of acceptance, to provide a place where they can experience their faith and grow in their faith. Number two, churches have too many problems. Now, I find it interesting that, that someone would say the church has too many problems when they don't go to church in the first place, so how would they know that the church has problems? Um, but we do have problems. We're a human institution. We're not perfect. But we do worship a Savior, a divine God who is with us. Number three, I do not have the time. I do not have the time. A couple of weeks ago, I mentioned a statistic of how many hours uh, a day we watch television. I can't remember the statistics, but it's just absolutely off the charts. People take time to do the things that they want to do. I mean, that's just a fact of the matter. We, we take the time to do the things that we want to do, that we're interested in. And if you don't have time for the church, you're not saying something about your schedule. What you're saying is about your priorities. And number three, I'm simply not interested. This is the most confusing for me. Because Barna goes on in their survey to ask the question, on a scale of one to ten, how would you rank yourself in wanting to grow closer to God? 75% of those who answered that question were an eight, nine, or a ten in wanting to grow closer to God. It just it doesn't it doesn't make sense, you know that 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 they would say I'm simply not interested when at their core they're interested in growing closer to God. Do they not see the church as a place where 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 we we celebrate with the presence of God among us? See, for me, the real answer to why church is in the conversation that Jesus had with his disciples that's reported in chapter 16 of Matthew. The real answer to the question, why church, is that Jesus is the Christ. You know, Jesus has been spending time with his disciples, and if you'll remember... When he quieted the storm, they were afraid because they weren't sure who he was. I mean, they go back and forth between affirming that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and not seeming to know who Jesus is. It's just this kind of push and tug and push and tug back and forth with the disciples. And so Jesus finally asked them. He says, who do they 
All these people that are following, who do they say that I am? They say, well, they say you're John the Baptist. Well, duh, they're cousins, you know. They probably looked alike. I've got a cousin, and you, we're almost twins. He's about two or three inches taller than I am. But we, we were sitting eating dinner last night and realized that our crooked toes were identical. Some say John the Baptist. Some say Elijah, the first great prophet, or Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And then Jesus said, who do you say that I am? It was Peter that made the proclamation. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God, the Messiah. And Jesus says, this affirmation does not come from a human being, but it comes from God. And upon this rock, I will build my church. Now, some traditions get a little confused about what Jesus is referring to in terms of rock. Uh, the Roman Catholics, for example, see Peter as the rock that the church is going to be built upon. But it's clear from looking at the Greek that the rock is the affirmation that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus is the Christ. He is the Savior. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And why church? Why church? It is because this is the place where we proclaim the name of Jesus as Savior. This is the place where we proclaim Jesus as the Son of the living God. This is the place where we proclaim Jesus crucified for our sins and, and resurrected in defeat of death. This is the place where we join together as the people of God, as imperfect as we are. To claim what Jesus can do in our lives, in our families, in our workplace, in our community. So who do you say that Jesus is? Who do you say that he is? A teacher? A prophet? Someone that's wise? Or do you say that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God? For, for me, there are three reasons why, uh, why church. Um, the first reason is, is that Jesus promised to bless and build the church. Jesus promised to bless and build the church. It's the only institution in the history, in the written history that, that we know of that Jesus said, I bless this. Upon this rock, I will build my church. Not Rotary or Kiwanis or school system or colleges or universities. All oh, those are good things. Don't misunderstand me. I mean, I'm not, I'm not disrespecting any of the great organizations of our culture. What I am saying is that when we talk about the church... Jesus blesses the church. Jesus blesses the church. And I believe that Jesus blesses the church that proclaims that he is the Christ. Because we are not the church. 
without that affirmation. Number two, the church (coughs) will ultimately triumph. Now, it looks bad right now. I'm I'm just going to be honest with you. People are leaving the church in unprecedented numbers. Um, At at first, when COVID hit and, you know, we shut down the church for a while, everybody was saying, yeah, I'll be back. But people have been slow to come back, and some are now saying they're not going to come back. And, And you turn on the news, and there's some... You know, somebody that's criticizing the church because of some person that has said this or that. And they make accusations toward the church as being judgmental and uncaring and and disconnected from the realities of the world. We've got a battle and we've got to reclaim the narrative. We've got to reclaim the narrative of who we are in the community. That we are not a people of judgment. We are not a people of, of hatred. We are not a people that, that, is, that is trying to condemn. We are a people of love, of hope, of joy. We are a place where people come to celebrate what God is doing. To celebrate the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. And to proclaim with all, our, <laughs> with all of, of that is within us that Jesus is the Christ. And when we do that, the church explodes. You see, I believe that we are on the edge of one of the greatest revivals of the last 400 years. And there's been a couple of really great revivals over the last 400 years. And in each case, the church has done this. It has declined. And all the pundits said, well, it's lost its significance. You know... Science prevails, whatever it was that they were saying about the church. And then the Spirit moved. The Spirit moved. And, and, and there was an explosion of, of the Holy Spirit, an explosion of people coming to know Christ in an intimate way. And, 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 that, and that revival not only changed lives, but changed cultures. I believe that we are on the edge of that. And Stonebridge has the opportunity to be a part of that revival. To proclaim that Jesus is the Christ. The Son of the living God. We have the opportunity to join together in joy and in love and in hope in this place. That we might be multiplied in God's spirit. That we should go, that we could then go out to transform the community in the name of Jesus Christ. Do y'all y'all hear what I'm saying here? Do you hear what could possibly be before us in terms of what God is about to do? Third, the church is where heaven and earth come together. Now, that may sound kind of strange because for some people, the church at times has been hell when they have felt rejection or they have felt judgment or they have felt um, beat down. But at our best, we are the place where heaven and earth come together. We are the place where we practice heaven, where we sing the songs of faith, where we hear the scriptures read, where we 
where we look at ourselves to see how we can grow in faith and in knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, where we can gather with others who will challenge us in in loving ways to grow in our faith. We are the church. We are the place. We are the only place where people can gather in Jesus' name. And in those moments, in those cherished moments, heaven and earth does come together. I know, I know you've, you've felt it. I know I have. You're here because you have, you have felt those moments when the chill bumps you know, begin to break out on your body and you feel the Holy Spirit come down upon you. And you, and you go, yes, Lord, yes, this, this is what I know. And by this, I know that you are real and alive in me. You see, I have, a, I have kind of this vision. It's kind of crazy. That, um, that we will be a church that catches on fire by the Holy Spirit. And the fire will burn so bright and it will be known by so many that people will rent buses to come and, and just to watch us burn. Wouldn't that be cool? You know, this bus is unloading in our front, in, in, in our front and, and, the, and the greeters are going, are you, why are you here? Well, we're just a tour bus. We came to watch you guys burn with Jesus Christ. I mean, wouldn't that be cool? That, that people would come in and they would go, wow! But it starts with, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? There's a scene in Spider-Man. Any of you watch Spider-Man? And like, I just think he's cool. You know, that little stuff that shoots out of his hand and he goes, I just think he's really cool. Um, Well, he's supposed to go to his girlfriend's concert. She's giving him tickets. And of course, he gets a call for some kind of crime and he gets distracted on the way and he's late and they close the doors. Now, he hears the concert. Okay, he's there. But when she looks out, she just sees the chair where he was supposed to be sitting. And so after the concert, he's making excuses. He says, well, I was here, I was out in the foyer. I was... She goes... No, I'm sick and tired of your excuses. Because when I look at you, I just see an empty chair. I don't want Jesus to look at me and say, when I look at you, I see an empty chair. I want to be a part of the church that Jesus has called into being. I want to be a part of the church that, that Jesus has built upon the rock the affirmation that He is the Christ. I want to be a part of the church that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I want to be a part of the church that is sharing hope and joy and love to every person that walks in the doors of our building. And then as we walk out, we are sharing that same love with everyone that we, that we meet and, and, and interact with, that we are not afraid, that we are not ashamed of people knowing that we follow Christ. That's the church that I want to be a part of. You? Do you?
So I don't care what the pundits say. I don't care what the media might accuse us of. We are the people of love. We are the people of peace. We are the people of joy. We are the people of hope. We are the people of Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, the one promised by God, anointed by God to establish a new kingdom. We are the people chosen to follow our Lord and Savior. Do we come to church, and I'm going to end with this, do we come to church to get something out of it? Or do we come to church to put something into it? That's the church that I want to be a part of. And I think that's who we are. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you. We praise you for, um, for your presence among us. We thank you, O oh God, for the, for the affirmation of Peter. Upon the rock that he established. And so, O oh God, may we follow in that tradition. May we be your people. Redeemed by your blood. Sent forth by your spirit. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Stonebridge United Methodist Church. You are invited to worship with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website, mysumc.org. Have a blessed day.